This is Paul Nobles from eatperform.com and I am sitting here with the lovely and talented April Blackford. April, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi everyone. I think everybody sort of forgets what your voice sounds like. It's been a month. April, April's been moving and then there was a holiday so it's nice to kind of get the band back together as, as April told me right before this call. That's right. It's it's been long overdue. So anything? I mean, obviously you've you know you you your uh, traps are on fleek from all the painting um, for your guest room. April spent ten hours painting yesterday, and then her husband Tom did not help at all. So just one point three million people know that Tom needs to step up his game. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Well, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so, and I was covering up a dark color, so I think it probably takes maybe about double the time to do it just because I have to scan and make sure there's not a single color piece that's peeking through. That's that's um, probably why Tom, Tom was like, I'm up for a two-hour job, but I'm not up for this perfectionist 10-hour job. Well, he said that his skills are not up to my standards. Yeah. Because I like to micromanage and, and make sure, you know, he does it right. I think that makes sense. It's a lot of pressure to put on a guy, you know. So um, so I wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, kind of a topic that's come up in the past, but but it, it sort of came up at the same time because we were, we were talking in trend sheets right before this. Um, and there were some people that were talking about whenever you start off a new plan, how it's difficult, it can be confusing, and it can be a little overwhelming at times. And then, um, if you're not familiar with Eat to Perform, basically we have a dashboard that you know we can kind of follow how you're doing, right? And so, um, you know, that has all of your food logging, and it's got all your steps, and basically we use my fitness pal fitbit garmin whatever it is that you have so we can help you guys get a result that that you want but whenever i look at the people that complain about you know this being confusing or overwhelming almost always there's no information there you know <laughs> <laughs> got a dog. This is and for people that don't know, the podcast is basically like my family coming in, April's family coming in, dogs barking in the background. Sometimes there's like wild animals outside of my window. Um, but uh, I think the the way that I look at it is is most of these problems are problems of inaction, right? And so when you are not act, acting, you know, um, it's easy to become paralyzed and be overwhelmed. But when you're acting, naturally things start to move in the direction that you want them to go. And so, you know, most people that struggle getting any type of success with anything, I mean, you know, yeah, there's some people that do get lucky with certain things. But at the end of the day, it's going to require some some amount of work, you know, um, the thing that I was pointing out earlier this morning, because I was looking at various trend sheets, and I mean, you know, Brad, who is a PhD on staff, he had written plans for these people, and they weren't doing those plans. I can't even imagine 
the the amount of attention that you could get that would be more qualified to help you, right? But if you're not willing to do your part, obviously that's going to be difficult. Any any thoughts on that? Because I think that people get paralyzed by inaction every single day. And I mean, what I'd rather you do rather than than focus on that piece, talk to me a little bit about why you go to the gym as often as you do. Talk to me about just that simple piece. Rather than breaking it down into something really hard, let's talk about the most simplistic things. Because everybody talks about they've got two kids and they've got a job and they've got a meal prep and all this other type of stuff, right? Talk to me about how you've incorporated your life and how that happens. And then you still have 10 hours to paint a day. <laughs> For me, for me, going to the gym is like my outlet. You know, it's it's my sanity through all the stress and the highs and lows. It's what, you know, makes me feel good. Okay, you know? but I have and, to stop you right there. I have to stop you right there because that's a mindset change right off the bat. Because if you think of it and you go, oh, my goodness, going to the gym is drudgery, right? Well, you, you've already killed yourself, you know. And then the question is is are you doing something that you enjoy? You know, I know when I would go to the gym and it was, you know, it was treadmill type related stuff and stuff like that, that, that got really old really fast. And so I had to find some, I had to find something that kind of excited me. So you, keep going. I, I, I interrupted you, but I, I wanted, because we hear that all the time. I absolutely agree that, you know, if you're following a program and you're going to the gym and you don't enjoy it, then you need to switch things up. You need to do a new program. You need to, you know, because ultimately it should be something that you enjoy, you know, period. You know, um, for me, you, we were talking about the moving, um, Tom and I, we, you know, I had sent you the message and said that if I ever try to be a cheapskate again and decide to move ourselves, you know, yeah, <laughs> please kill me. Um, you know, tell me next time but you know we were laughing about it and said you know okay so we spent under 200 bucks on the moving truck we did all the loading unloading everything amongst ourselves when you factor in about six months of counseling um, co-payments um, insurance co-payments for how much we cuss each other out during that um, you know week of moving um, we of course that's a joke we left the day we said well we're still in the good saving a lot of money but for me you know it was a lot of stress and you know of course I moved didn't have a gym and this and that but the first thing that I did was after you know the the first we closed on a Monday by that next Monday I, I had joined a new gym so there was right only a it's week. that big of a priority in your life that you can't even imagine not doing it Exactly. It, so, it was a week and just the stress levels alone of, you know, sitting around and looking at the boxes and looking at, you know, my to-do list of 5,000 things to do and this and that, it was better. You know, it made it easier, made it better because, you know, I was like, okay, this is my time. You know, I'm going to take a couple hours out the day and I'm going to go focus on me and making me better, not solving all these problems, you know, here. That's Amanda West on, on the comments is talking about that, that and I think that that's a piece for a lot of people that they don't do, right? They they don't have themselves first on the list. And one of the things that obviously working out does is it prioritizes you first on the list. I think that you need to be first on the list as it relates to meal planning. I think it as it relates to the gym, as it relates to sex, as it relates to everything, you know, that... Um, 
if you don't have that piece in place, you're never going to really solve the the big piece, you know. And I think what what when we look at you know the confusing piece or the overwhelming piece, I I often wonder like what's the rest of those folks' life set up like, right? Is it super chaotic? You know, because usually it is. There's not a there's not a lot of discipline happening there, right? At least you know maybe from the food standpoint, maybe from the gym standpoint, maybe from the sleep standpoint, maybe from a lot of different things. That if that was in place, that it makes it so much easier. You know, one of the books that that I read, I talk about all the time. Um, they talk about discipline equals freedom. Um, shoot, what's the book uh, by Navy Seal? Um, Extreme Ownership by Rocco something or another. Um, but and he's got a great podcast. I haven't listened to too many of them, but they're usually pretty good. Um, but discipline equals freedom. And I think that people don't realize that if you don't have the laundry done, if you don't have, you know, some level of chicken cooked, ground beef cooked, you know, I mean, guaranteed today I will be cooking up some steak and ground beef. Because I don't, you know, I was busy this weekend at a, at a competition and, you know, didn't have the time to do that yesterday when I got home late. Well, I know right now that I'm behind the eight ball because my life works better when I have things in place. And ultimately, um, I just don't allow myself to make excuses of why I can't do things, right? It's either important to you or it isn't. You know, and I mean, people don't like that. They're like, wow, you know, that's really so harsh of you to say. I kind of think people like the truth. You know, I do. I think people like the truth. I think people like it when you say, come on, you're being a little baby about this. You know, let's let's man up or woman up. Right. You know, um, I know that things do get overwhelming at times when, you know, you um, you don't have that order in your life. And you do have to sort of break it down. One woman brought a, um, she she brought something that was just so brilliant because um, this 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 kid had to work on a paper, um, and I can't remember the exact reference, but um, he had three months to work on it. It was the day before he hadn't worked on it. He was sitting in front of the 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 you know desk and crying and wondering how to get started because it was just seemed like an overwhelming task to finish this project on birds. And so the kid asked his dad, what should he do? And the dad said, go bird by bird, right? That's what people don't do. They think of the massive problems that they have. You know, they go, oh, I'm 249 pounds, right? I need to be X. Well, that's a wish. If you don't have the, the, the things in place to kind of deal with that, if you don't have the discipline in place, you got to start working on it bird by bird, you know? And for a lot of folks, you know, one of the things that, that I haven't really talked about lately, you, well, that, well, actually not quite the opposite, but um, the, the amount of volume for this summer has been so much higher 
than it has in previous summers because I've struggled. You know, last summer I really worked on a lot of endurance stuff. Um, I would argue that I have more volume in place even than when I was doing that. The previous summer, you know, I had always allowed myself to kind of, you know, um, you know, focus on on the training volume piece, but but I would break down a little bit. This summer, you know, my emphasis, as most people know, has been walking, and that's allowed so much freedom because that's the big volume piece that doesn't hurt me, and then you know my resistance training, my weight training, and stuff like that just comes a lot easier. I know. Uh, are you still doing Pokemon Go? Of course. <laughs> of course. Now I haven't. I haven't been been able to to walk as much with all the unpacking all that but yeah um the the clubhouse in our neighborhood um there's a clubhouse where the pool is um it's actually it's a pokemon gym um, yeah, yeah. so me and my son we have to walk up there every day and uh, take it over so it's funny because my my pokemon name is april black 77 and i told um i joked with with my husband and told him that i was going to get a tank top made and the back of us going to have April Black 77. So all these children in the neighborhood is going to know who's taking over their gym. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You got to let them know who's in charge. You know, have you gotten an electric carp yet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no electric carp. It's a magical. It's a magic carp. I know. And you have, you have to get 400 of those to evolve it. And I've only got like, I don't know, 200. My kids are really into it. You know, when we were in St. Cloud, you know, whenever you're around like a college or anything like that, there's always a lot of Pokemon Go happening. Um, actually, I have a I have a, co a couple of group coaching peeps that have downloaded and started playing it. I mean, they're 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 seeing some good results from just adding in a little bit of extra walking and making it fun and not as much like a chore. You know, of you know, staring to see, oh, you know, I got to get my steps in. They're just enjoying themselves and playing the game. And then they go back and be like, holy crap, you know, I walked like five miles a day. How did that happen? Yeah. You know yeah. So, so the other piece that I wanted to talk about, you know, going to the um, Granite Games this weekend, I think it, you know, one, if you've not been to one of these fitness competitions, it's a lot of young people, right? And a lot of really super fit people. And, there was a discussion that I was having. There was two discussions that I was having. One was with an athlete named Jeb Simmons. Um, Jeb is is sort of my age, um, kind of like what everyone my age would want to look like, right? Um, he's tattooed up. He's muscled up. You know, I mean, he's a great athlete um, and just an overall good guy, right? Um but I was talking to him and we, we probably chatted for 15 to 20 minutes and you know, the, the, the message that came out over and over was that his body type did not happen overnight. It was a lot of work, you know, and that's the overriding message that people should be getting when they go to an event like that is when you see someone, I mean, there was this one dude, and I swear he was probably 220 pounds, and I mean, he took his, off his shirt, and I mean, he was like super abbed up, but he wasn't a little guy, right? Um, and that guy just works out harder than you do, you know? And people don't want to admit that, you know? They don't want to admit that they're not willing to pay that price, and I'll fully admit it, you know? I don't need abs that bad. You know, um, 
I, I, I know my lane, you know, I, I, I was late to fitness, but you know, I have a level of priority as it relates to working out. And I think if people were a little bit more realistic about what, you know, their goals would be that they they would enjoy the process a lot more. You know, I feel like most folks tend to focus on a finish line and then don't really, you know, allow themselves to kind of enjoy just the the daily ritual of, of going to the gym and having that that those moments with themselves and in, in trying to work to get better. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree, you know, because that's that's pretty much the whole point is enjoying the, the process. You've got to stop and smell the flowers rather than, you know, because we've known each other for, you know, long before Eat to Perform. And, you know, so we both know how long our journeys have, have went back. Um, you know, this past Friday, I was at the gym and there was a, a gentleman there that he introduced himself or whatever, but he looked at me and he said, yeah, you have really good genetics. And I was like, actually, <laughs> I was like, this ain't genetics. This is a lot of freaking work, you yeah. know, because I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, how long I've worked, you know, from, you know, from being bigger to super, super skinny to slowly, you know, just slowly focusing on building muscle. You know, it's not genetics because it didn't come easy. You know, it was just that actually, that actually came up with Jeb. Right. Um, because, you know, he was similar to you. He was sort of insulted that people think that there wasn't a lot of hard work involved. I mean, certainly there is a genetic, you know, I mean, if you're an NFL player, there's a genetic component, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, when you look at kind of these younger, abbed up folks, you know, their work capacity is potentially better. But at the same time, I think that that's an excuse, right? I think a lot of people go, well, they're young. That's why they are able to see the results that they, they want. I want to be looking at how can I use my work volume, right? And even if I can't do clean and jerks or if I can't do, you know, super athletic type stuff, what can I do from an intelligence standpoint that would get me close to there? Which brings me to, to the next question. So so Dan was saying um, that he's made lists a priority and that it's been a big, big deal and lists being low intensity, steady state work are essentially walking. Um, you know, one of the big things that I do, and I'm going to talk about it addressing Dan's question, but what he's saying is that there's a trade-off with resistance training because you know time is kind of a zero-sum game right and so how do you deal with that so i'll tell you one thing that i dealt with um yesterday so i came back from the granite games um ate pretty loosely because uh you know bravo burrito you had to have bravo burrito twice right um uh, you've 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 been to bravo burrito with me right I don't know why I'm like a freak for this like dive burrito place, and it's hole really this hole in the wall places are the best though. It's good, but it's not as good as I make it out to be, right? No, no, no. When we went last year, I was like, me and Suzanne were like, "Oh, it's good," but it weren't all that compared to how Paul was hyping it up. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're Suzanne, you know she's from Texas. You know, it's kind of hard to live up to that. But uh, a couple things that you can do. 
one of the things I did yesterday, so so rucking is something that, that I'm a fan of and um, something that I've been doing for a while. I would say that that was probably the lesson of last year, you know, when I was doing a lot of the endurance work, dealing with plantar fasciitis, stuff like that. Um, I started to gravitate to weighted hikes. And so I'll go to, you know, do 45 minute weighted hikes. Um, I'm sorry, 45 pound weighted hikes. Yesterday I did one, uh, it was after, I was not up for it. I have to tell you, you know, I came home um, and I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, I'll go for a walk. My wife decided she wasn't going to go for a walk. So I thought, okay, I haven't been able to work out. Let's throw on a pack and let's do kind of a four mile hike. And man, it, it was normal. You know, normally it's not that bad. Yesterday, for some reason, it, it was bad. Part of the reason it was bad, Dan, was because um, I was doing uh, five push ups like every, you know, 100 yards or so. And so um, with 45 pounds on your back, you know, normally I wouldn't do a weighted push up like that. Um, but it was just a nice way to get in a little bit of resistance. I did try to do squats, but the, with the weight on your back like that, it just, you know, it just wasn't, if I had the weight in front, I've done the, I've done air squats with the weight in front and that actually works out pretty good. Um, but when you're doing low intensity work, it's important to make sure that you're getting in some resistance training. Frankly, I don't think you need as much as most people would think if you're getting in that kind of volume, you know, as an example for myself, you know, I think Dan's doing doing a good amount as well. You know, he's probably 15 to 20, you know, typically I try to do 20 to 25. Um, resistance training barbell works probably only three days a week, three to four days a week. And then I'll do some body weight stuff. Sometimes I do the body weight stuff within my hike. Um, but that's not typical. Typically, I just like to wake up, walk out the door, and then, you know, kind of do it that way. If I'm doing it that way, um, I'll just listen to an audio book or whatever. But if it's a Saturday or Sunday, like, like last night, I went probably 5, probably didn't get home till 5.30. That's when I'll add in you know, either some push-ups, some, some squats. I just basically take the, the, um, the, uh, 45 pound weight and then just hold it and then do an air squat like that. And so, but you can also do them, um, unweighted, you know, I, I, you can get in a lot more volume that way. Um, I like doing kind of a combination of the two just cause I think it, you know, activates the muscle differently. And I think that that's kind of important to do. Um, any thoughts on that? Because I think, I think more often than not, if you do, if you do too much list, a lot of walking, um, you know, a lot of jogging, you get sort of that soft look. And I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about it. If you, you know, if you've seen the sales page on each perform, there's three pictures of me. There's the, the obese picture, there's the skinny fat picture and there's the abbed up picture. The skinny fat picture was after I came out of the cycle of a lot of, of low intensity work without a lot of resistance training. So if, if you don't have resistance training in peace, you will blow through some muscles. So you got to make sure that you make that a priority as well. 
I was going to say that if time is of an issue, a lot of people do discount, you know, if you can't get to the gym or, you know, money, whatever the, the time, you know, maybe far to drive, whatever the issue, but a lot of people do discount the, you know, there, there are body weight routines that you can do. Like, you know, you could purchase the book, the, the naked warrior warrior or convict conditioning where, you know, I know for me, when I started on my fitness journey, you know, cause everybody always talks about, you know, you got really big shoulders, you know, and, and I started initially with doing, you know, like five, six different variations of push-up, just body weight, you know, work, you know, pull-ups, you know, you could do walking lunges, you can do, you know, there's a ton of stuff that you can do yeah. without needing a barbell that will give you a, a pretty darn good workout. Cause when you factor it in, you know, body weight work, even if you're doing pull-ups, if you're, 175 pounds, you're pulling up 175 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying, this has been big for my conservative slow fat loss, so I'm thinking of staying with high list and just doing big compound resistance exercise like squats, deads. That would save me the time in the gym. That's that's pretty, I mean, what he's describing is pretty much what I do. You know, um, you know at the gym that I work out at, they have a um, session on Tuesday nights that is kind of an every minute on the minute but you can you can do pretty much anything that you want and so the thing that I worked on last week which is probably going to be the thing that I work on this week is I worked up to heavy singles and doubles and then just did drop sets and down sets from there and so you know I did see a lot of people you know, using their 20 minutes because it's 20 minutes of one lift and then 20 minutes of the other lift. But they were just trying to go as heavy as possible, which is fine. I just wonder if they do that every week. Because if you do that every week, I think that that's a net negative. I think that when we talk about building muscle and getting stronger, it's really the combination of a lot of volume over time. You know, certainly you want to, you know, if you're preparing for a powerlifting competition, you want to be going threes, twos, and ones, you know, um, my deadlift training right now, I'm, I'm working on a high volume set, um, that's threes, twos, and ones, and really, really liking that, um, have switched in the last couple weeks just to hex bar training, uh, I know Dan has a hex bar at his gym, and that's been nice just because it allows me to get into better positions. Um, we did get a couple questions early on. You know, normally we don't necessarily answer a lot of questions um, on this this call, but there was one was um, what's some good fat burning foods? I would argue all foods are fat burning, right? Because you know if we're talking about having an appropriate amount of energy for what you do. A starch would certainly be a fat-burning food from that perspective. One thing that we definitely see at Eat to Perform is that, you know, if people have been in these dieting cycles for a long, long time, that coming out of the dieting cycles, they actually see some weight loss. Now, not a lot of lot of weight loss, right? It tends to be fairly gradual, but that's sort of what Dan's talking about. Dan's talking about getting in an appropriate amount of work, you know, putting an adequate amount of food with that, and then some strategic weight training. I think Dan's, you know, my age or a little bit older, and I think it's really important for, 
you know, anyone kind of late 40s, early 50s to, you know, be strategic about what they're doing, you know, because so many people are just like trying to, to crush themselves. And the more you can do, you know, at low intensity, the better typically. And then you, you add in that resistance training with an adequate amount of food and then you're going to hold on to muscle and potentially build some muscle. It's very difficult as you age to to build muscle. You know, in my process, um, you know, I had my initial newbie gains where I ended up gaining roughly 15 pounds of muscle. Since then, you know, I put on about 15 pounds, and that took about seven years. You know, so I think people tend to overestimate how easy or hard it is to put on muscle but it's really about time and volume you know and it's really about just kind of enjoying your experience and finding what works and like i said you know last three summers um I'm, it's kind of interesting because here in minnesota obviously it gets very cold and uh i'm still planning i mean i have a rower you know but i'm still planning on walking you know um I, you know, it's just, I mean, just, you just throw on some layers, you know, you just throw on a hat and gloves and you, you go, you know. Well, do I need to send you a ski mask? <laughs> um, Dan said he, he could be my father. I probably wish that Dan was my father sometimes. <laughs> um, I know, I know Dan has, uh, has, uh, uh, being fit as a priority in his life, I, I sort of wish my father would make that a little bit more of a priority. But uh, but yeah, the other question is someone asked uh, if you know a protein drink and a banana is appropriate for breakfast. And I think you know what they're kind of asking is you know what rules do we have in place as it relates to that kind of thing. And I would say whatever works for you is what we would suggest. But at the same time, there's always going to be an, you know, a number that you're going to be working towards. So, you know, typically when you look at it, you've got fat loss, you've got recomp, which is basically going to be kind of a slower um, weight loss cycle where you're holding on to muscle. Then you've got muscle gain. Then you've got maintenance. Maintenance is basically coming out of fat loss, right? I think that most people tend to be in fat loss cycles too long. And that's obviously something that we talk about a lot. Um, but, but people tend to be prisoners of the moment. And, uh, you know, when you look at kind of a sustained approach where you know how much you're eating, you know that you're being fairly smart. I know for the last month that, you know, coming out of summer, you know, I was fairly loose. So I was just trying to stay in kind of this ballpark, you know, coming out of summer, I'll be doing what most people are going to be doing. I'm going to be tightening up my game, you know, knowing that the holidays are coming and I don't want to be sitting at the holidays at a weight that's going to put me at a higher body fat percentage. So I'm going to make sure that I tighten things up, kind of a recomp cycle. I'll probably go, you know, um, right now my weight's up a little bit higher, but I've been kind of in that 174, 175 range. Would like to get under 170 by November, but not, not 
I wouldn't say I'm going to be overly weird about it, you know. So Christina saying so hard, I keep getting distracted with wanting to build up pull-ups and do better push-ups. I need a stronger core and then I, lats are strong enough. Love lifting heavier and feel awesome, but I want to lose weight. It's like chasing bunnies. Well, it, it kind of depends. I mean, if you're, if you're on the eat to perform plan, I think what ends up happening is you have enough food in place. You know, I think what ends up happening for most people is they want to lose like 20 pounds or 30 pounds. And what we've seen over the course of, you know, the four years that we've been in business is that if people know that they're getting a result and they see, you know, progress, they're, they're fine following that plan. I think the, the reason that people jump to these, I need to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, because they, they assume that because they have a fair amount of fat to use, that it's all on the diet side. Problem with working on the diet size is that you basically are closing a window that you want to expand. And so, like, you know, the conversation we were having with Dan, you know, yeah, his calories won't be set super low, but they don't need to be low because his volume is high. And he's obviously, you know, I mean, if he's saying that, I mean, he thinks he can be my father. I mean, he would he would be my father if you had me at 10. I don't think Dan's that old. Um but uh, but I think that, you know, I think people get caught up in, I want to be good at push-ups or I want to be good at pull-ups. And what do you really want? You know, I mean, do you really want that or would you like to look good naked? Right. Because there, there's got to be like some give and take, you know. But if you're always going for look good naked, you're going to struggle getting there, right? So there's there's got to be the other way as well. That's yeah. that's the part of periodization. Something similar I had um, on a group coaching meeting a couple weeks back. I was chatting with a guy who's made phenomenal progress, you know, strength, body composition, muscle, everything. And, you know, he was like, I feel like if I can get under X amount of weight, you know, and I know you hear this daily, you know, my pull-ups would be easier or this would be easier, you know, just the gymnastics part. I was like, really? I was like, do you really think that that's what the hindering factor is? I was like, I would argue and say that maybe you need to work harder on them. I said, because mm-hmm. you know, gave him an example, you know, years back I was in all females group and there was this, this gal in there who I ended up, I had like this major strength crush on her, but she was like 175 pounds. And she started from not being able to do a pull-up to, and she would post videos of a progression where she went from not being able to do a pull-up to being able to string 10 at a time, and then she added two pounds, and then she added five pounds. But over the course of like a year, she stayed the same weight, and she ended up being able to bust out 10 weighted pull-ups with 75 freaking pounds. Yeah. So don't tell me that if you're ex, you know, yeah. five pounds lighter or whatever, I'm going to be able to magically do this. Well, I posted a video of you know, a gal at my gym who's 240 pounds that can blow through pull-ups, right? So, you know, the one of the best things that somebody um, ever said to me, you know, I don't want to get into that story, but the basic description was the reason why she can do pull-ups is because nobody ever told her she couldn't, right? If you tell yourself you can't do pull-ups, 
Well, that's the problem, right? So most folks, um, you know, the the other thing that we hear often, I had somebody say, well, if if you know these extra two or three pounds, you know, that's the thing. There's no way that two or three pounds is the thing. You know, it's mentally that's the bullshit that we tell ourselves, right? So we can hold this shitty narrative that doesn't allow positivity in our life. You know, the simple fact of the matter is, is that three pounds ain't that big of a difference, you know, and you can have a good relationship with yourself. You can have a good relationship with the things that you do with or without that three pounds. It doesn't mean that you can't work towards that, right? It doesn't mean that you can't have goals as it relates to fat loss and work towards that result. But if all you're focusing on is that acute thing, you know, it's going to it's going to end up being a net negative over time. And I think that that's where, you know, the diet industry sort of hurts people, you know, because it's selling this narrative that if you just eat less, eat less all the time. Well, most people know that you hit this brick wall. They're just scared shitless to go the other way or they just go into binge cycles. You know, one of the one of the things that came up, we had someone that was an eat form client and they went away and they've been an eat form client for the last six months since trend sheet started. And they were talking to me about what they were doing. And um, she just said that, you know, she sort of got into these binge cycles where um, it just was kind of a negative because she her, her calories were just set too low. And, you know, since she's come back to eat to perform, it's allowed her kind of better relationship with food and all that kind of stuff. So those those stories are always kind of awesome to hear. Um, other than that, I, I, I just, you know, I, I think that I didn't really hammer home the part of, you know, for myself. You know, looking at Jeb and looking at all these athletes that are farther along in their journey, it might be discouraging if I didn't have the perspective of where I had come from previously, right? And, um, but knowing that, you know, there is that paradigm out there, that there is that, that model out there, you know, that makes me want to work towards that model rather than go, oh, I started too late, sucks for me. Or using that as a reason to not be called to action, right? And using it, you know, it, you know it's the I've dug the hole too far theory, you know. Um, no matter what you do, right now especially as it relates to activity if you want to if you want to affect your health i mean that's the other thing too that's the other thing that is total bullshit it's not about health for people there's some people it might start about health but for the most people it's not about health if you want to affect your health today i got the best formula for you go walk around the block you can affect your health immediately Science, science has proven this over and over again. Doesn't mean that you can't work towards fat loss goals and stuff like this, but stop it with the bullshit of I'm not going to do anything and being paralyzed because you 
you know, don't feel like you, you, you want that finish line to be so much easier for April and myself and, and, and most of the people around Age to Form. It's not about a finish line. You know, it's about kind of just enjoying that experience and then finding things that you enjoy and that you can continue doing over time. And last year I enjoyed my running. That was a challenge. I really liked it, but it was not going to be sustainable for me. And it was not something that, you know, I could do without pain. And uh, the fact that I was willing to continue it through the pain, right? I think most people don't exhaust every option that they have. You know, it was kind of interesting that you mentioned group coaching because Brad um, sent me something to look at. and, And we were looking at this one file. And one of the clients was was struggling going lower because she had been kind of in a deficit cycle for a while, but still had a fair amount of fat to use and was sort of frustrated at this. And um, Brad saw the same thing that I saw, that we didn't think that she was going to have a lot of success going lower, but we did set her calories a little bit lower. And the reason why we did is because we needed her to exhaust that option in her head, right? If she didn't exhaust that option in her head, she'd never know, right? So even though we both disagreed and we thought that she should probably reverse, the reality was she wasn't there. And so going a little bit lower, exhausting that option, in two weeks we can review that plan And now we go, okay, we've exhausted it. You're still not losing weight. It's pretty obvious at this point that we got to go the other way. And that's the thing that if you're on your own and you're doing your own MyFitnessPal or if you're doing your own, you know, programming and stuff like that and you don't have that resource, that's a big hole in your game because you're going to struggle, you know, if you don't have some level of cycling involved, you know, and I would even argue that cycling from day to day makes a ton of sense. Um, any thoughts on that before we shut things down? Um, no, I, I, I agree with, with, um, with the route that y'all took because sometimes, you know, it's just all about the mindset. You have to let them experience it for themselves and, and see, you know, for themselves, and then that way, you know, they can't doubt when they start reversing. Well, I should have went lower, or that probably yeah. would have worked, or you know, experience it and see. And no, it's not going to work. You know, time to go up a little bit. In exercise is the same way, right? I mean, I had to know that you know, my running, I could get to a certain place, even though it was hurting me, even though I was having to do the Strasburg sock and stuff like that. I had to know that I had that piece inside of me. And so when I exhausted that option, I was like, okay, I know what that's like. Now I'm moving on to the next challenge. And I think that if you look at your life that way, you'll be much better off and you'll see more success over time. So, all right, everybody, appreciate everybody being here and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.